Welcome to the Business Maestro with Kerry Wood, talking all things development, growth, team harmony, and getting the best for you out of your business. Every week, Kerry auditions industry leaders, business owners, and individuals who have increased the tempo on their business growth. For a direct line to Kerry, join the Business Ensemble on Facebook. Here's the thing. Kerry is straight up and straight down the middle. There may be some politically incorrect stuff coming your way. If you're into the no-bullshit type of learning, then this podcast is for you. Hey out there, Kerry Wood here, Auckland Centre of Business Excellence. This is our podcast, our weekly podcast with a with a mover and shaker, someone in business that has something to offer us all. Now, just as a bit of a heads up, if you're a powder puff or someone who doesn't like stuff that might come at you a bit straight and a bit direct, then you probably should hang up now and go somewhere else because... You know, there's an, a possibility, maybe even an opportunity here for someone to say something that uh, might be a bit direct for your liking, but that's just how it is at the Auckland Centre of Business Excellence. Today's a spectacular day. Actually, today's uh, a highlight. I've been looking forward to this for some time. I get to interview uh, one of my one of my local heroes in, in the Auckland business business arena. Now, a hero is not necessarily someone that's big and brave and wears a, wears a suit and flies through the air. This person exists and builds a business in somewhere that actually the word profit is really, really dirty and then, and it's in the arts and the theatre area. And what they've done in the last 25 years has been just amazing to the degree that uh, this, this gentleman has been uh, awarded a QSM, a Queen Service Medal, for his, uh, his service to theatre and to children. And having taken my children to his shows, I have to say that it's just a stunning, stunning entertainment event. And from a parent's point of view, the kids talk about it forever. So uh, it's my great pleasure to welcome welcome to the Auckland Centre of Business Excellence podcast, Mr. Tim Bray from Tim Bray Theatre. Welcome on board, young Tim. How are you? Very good. Thanks, Kerry. And I'm thank you for this invitation. And I'm really stoked to be here. Oh, it's always always good to talk to good people, Tim. So, Tim, look, um, a little bit about yourself. So what, what brought you into, into, into running a theatre in, in the highly profitable and cash-rich area of arts in New Zealand? Yeah, I've got school friends of mine um, who have now retired. <laughs> um, I'm 56 and I, I, I did a Bachelor of Science at university because my dream was to become a marine biologist uh, like my childhood hero Jacques Cousteau. Um, but my first job straight out of getting my science degree was performing schools to children. I'd been a, been a drama student all through my teenage years and did, did shows through university and having being in front of a room full of children in a school, I found me found my happy place, and that's what I've been doing ever since. So you're you're sort of your mid fifties, and some of your friends are retired. So is that a little subtle hint that you're nearly close to retiring, Tim, with the with the oh, sheer amount of no. wealth you've collected out of the arts? <laughs> no, I just know that to not be true, Tim. I'm sorry, my apologies for being cynical. <laughs> I know how well we in New Zealand uh, pay the artists. Hey, Tim, look, we had a, on about the 28th of March, as you know, there was a bit of a COVID thing happen. And, and you being a theatre, you know, hospitality, entertainment, what was the net effect instantly on your business, if you don't mind me asking? What happened to the Timbray Theatre on the day? Where, where did we go? We were, we were 10 days out from opening our 100th production since I started the company back in 91. So we had, you know, celebrations in place to celebrate 100 shows. Um, and of course, we'd spent $100,000 on creating the show and marketing the show, producing the show, um, and lockdown just meant that we obviously couldn't do it. Um, so we were in a, in a real big financial hole. We're a charitable trust. 
um, and we had advanced book um, ticket sales, of course. Um, the show had sold really well to that point. It was one of our best-selling shows. And we also had funding in place for the show. Um, the ticket sales had to be returned, not held by us. They're held by the, the venues and our ticketing agencies. And the funding had to be returned to in, in most instances because we couldn't achieve the outcome that the funding required. So we were basically in the crap, really. <laughs> So, and, so just, um, just, just to make sure I've got it right, Tim, you, you, you were right into your, your 100th show for you to do this, spent $100,000, and then we stopped. Well, so what was the impact on the cash, the staff, your stress levels, um, your relationship at home, the whole nine yards, <laughs> mate? How did that all go? Um, well, it, 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 it is amazing because you just... I mean, I, I think everybody felt it, sort of wondering what to do next. How do we navigate the next, you know, period of lockdown? What what can we do? Um, Gail Rotherham, who's our business development manager, um, said to me probably at the beginning of week, the first week of the full week of lockdown, saying we need to have a crisis appeal to raise donations to help our theatre company. And I, I, I said, well, we can't because this is a health crisis, and we're a th we're a theatre company and she insisted that we did a crisis appeal so we put the call out and started our communications in terms of um we're a theater company we're a charitable trust we've got this big problem um would anybody like to donate to a crisis appeal um gail i said to gail well i'll ring every donor over a hundred dollars you know that's what i will do to to help our side of things um thinking there wouldn't be many well we were amazed. We didn't. We we, we to date we've raised hundred thousand dollars in in donations from our audience. They have been instrumental in our survival, basically, and we were quite moved by that support. We didn't realise um, the deep love and care of our shows and our audience of our theatre company and our access programmes um, that our audience has. Um, and the ringing for, by me ringing each of those 100 plus donors was actually a huge eye opener. I got to speak to people as to, and they, 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 I was thanking them, but actually they in return were thanking me more um, for our shows and what our shows do for their children or their grandchildren. We had a father of an autistic boy who loves going around the local neighborhood and has to go and stand by each of our outdoor signs. We had uh, a mother who has an um, adult daughter who she described as a child in an adult's body. She goes to Ranfurly Care, who loves our shows so much that she talks about them nonstop for the three months leading up to her coming. And many, many, many other stories of um, these individual people as to why they wanted to help us. Uh, so it was incredibly moving and incredibly, incredibly powerful. The, the money was one thing, but these conversations that I was having with our audience members was actually uh, incredibly motivation, motivate, motivating to me, but also in our team meetings, I would share each of these uh, conversations to the team, which also helped them because it was hard yards through that it, time. It must be tremendous, tremendously um satisfying and and um um uh emotionally satisfying that to have these people actually step up and go no we need to help that must have given you such a a buzz such a such a you know a, a good feeling in the work that you've been doing for the 25 years tim 
Yeah, well, it's one of those things. I mean, business people, you know, business advice is get to know your customer. And, and in a sense, we do. We do get to know our customers. We know what sort of shows they like. We know why they come. Um, they, we know the sort of the time of the day that suits them. We know the price point that works and things like that. But actually, we didn't know the depth of love and support for what we do. And it's not just, it wasn't just about the show itself. It was all these many, many other things that are intangible that we didn't know about as to what these shows were meaning to their children and their grandchildren. Uh, and so it really, it really meant that the investment and time and care that we put into our productions over 29 years has really, in a sense, this sounds awful, but paid off, has paid off for us. It has. Um, and just as a side note, Tim, as, as I say, uh, I've been to a couple of shows. My favourite show I went to, uh, the others were sold out. I took my 10-year-old daughter to um, one of the shows with uh, different effects. Um, uh, uh, we call it Sensory Relax for Children with Autism or Other Neurodiversities. Yeah. Um, and I have yeah. to say, it was just, just the most amazing, amazing experience in the afternoon. We were actually sitting there um, with my daughter, and she's, she's I'm going to say, an average 10-year-old, if there is such a dash thing as an average bloody 10-year-old. But there was this young man sitting next to me, and, and I, 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 I couldn't tell you what his, what his life story was. But every time a certain um, character came on the stage, and he was like, it was just, he was fixated with this one character. And anything else that went on, I think actually, uh, you, I might have it wrong, but I think I'm right. You actually down spec the, with, the, with, the, with the complexity of the show. Would I have that right? In, in my... Because autistic children can't necessarily cope with loud noises or, or bright lights and things like that, we reduced, we raised the level of lighting in the auditorium so it wasn't completely dark, and we reduced the sound levels and changed some of the special effects of the show just so it was a bit softer for them so they could cope with with things. Every um, time this uh, every time this person came on the uh, the stage or took part, um, this young man next to me would hit me on the knee and go look 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 and obviously i was looking but it was brought to my attention very very bloody quickly that this was and and my my daughter said to me she said daddy uh, dad he keeps hitting you on me he's not hurting me there's no no problem he just wanted me to be involved in his um in his excitement that this person and i think as if i'm right this person actually played two or three parts in the production if that would be might be i'm pretty sure that's yeah, right it was yeah. But but he never had any interest in anything else that this person did. It was just this one one character. Yeah, it was quite interesting. So Tim, how did you communicate your your, your, your you've said your, your your clients your clients isn't that interesting from an arts point of view? Your clients because they're your audience, but they are your clients. Um, how did you communicate with them? You know that that you were in this pile of doo doo and that and that um, you know what were communication methodologies did you use and what what was the story you told? Well, pretty much we were up front with them. We, we basically um, sent out an email to our database explaining exactly that. Um, COVID-19 lockdown has hit our company hard and told them the story that we've spent $100,000 on our show that you would have come to. Um, and, and we may not survive this um, without, without some help. Um, and so... And then um, 
we, a, a colleague of mine recommended that I started doing videos, that I actually became the face of the campaign. Well, goodness me, so I, hope I, you had sur- I hope you had surgery, mate, before you did that, or it's what I'm looking at now. My apologies, my friend Carol. No, I got a stunt double in. You got know, a stunt I, double, that's what we I like. just lip the whole thing, yeah. That's good, good, good. So you, you, you fronted some videos, and, and how did that go? Well, really good, because in the end, I think it was that whole thing of... Um, Put it, some people could put a face not only to the theatre company. Yes, my name is on the theatre company, but actually people don't even know necessarily that um, um, that there's a person behind the name to embrace sort of thing. So for me to actually front up and, and put a face and some um, uh, actualities behind our situation, um, and I tried to not, not put it positively, but also some genuineness behind our, our cause, rather than doom and gloom, we also told of, told things of positive things that were going on for us. Like, for example, we had a youth theatre program with after-school drama classes. Well, again, too, they were suddenly stopped. And the, the parents who had paid, they had three weeks' worth of term one classes still to go. We felt we owed them something for that investment, so we took our cl- drama classes online. Our drama teachers had never taught online before, but we it was new, uh, all new, so they navigated their way as to what they could offer their children through online drama classes. So with those, there were those, those sorts of stories that as we worked through and started to generate some things to do, um, we had some good news amongst it as well. Okay, so just taking that little technology to the left a little bit, do you see you carrying on with that for a while, Tim, with those online classes and all that? Is that is that a bit of the future for Timbray Theatre? Well, we've learned so much through lockdown. Wow, we, we've just completely looked at everything that we do in our theatre company. And so, yes, online classes will become part of our new income stream. Um, we had hoped to, because it means that there are children even in Auckland who, who we have youth theatre classes within three suburbs. So even if you can't get to there because of car or bus transport, it means that children within Auckland can do an online drama class if they don't have one nearby. And of course, there's then children outside of Auckland in rural areas, maybe internationally. So yeah, it's, it's certainly something that we will introduce online drama classes. And then the other thing is that we were hoping to get to our dress rehearsal before lockdown. That was our uh, um, sort of a because um, the week or so before lockdown happened, there was obviously a lot of fear about community transmission in the in the in, in Auckland, well throughout the country. But we had schools who were saying we had we were booked in Segreedy Cat, um, but we really don't want to go on a bus. So we were hoping to get to dress rehearsal to film it, so that they we could in lieu of their tickets, we would send them the link to the video and they could enjoy it at school rather than you know getting on a bus. Of yep. course, lockdown stopped that. So now we are, that's a new new business model for us. We're gonna film each of our shows if the rights to the title that we have are allowed. Um, Joy Cowley and Robin Belton, the author and illustrator of Greedy Cat have allowed us to film Greedy Cat. So we've got some funding for two or three camera shoots and we're gonna film that and that's gonna become a pay-per-view video model. Um, and again, too, that can be seen by anybody in, in New Zealand or even in London or even in America. It's, it's really exciting. So thanks to COVID-19, uh, Tim, Timbray Theatre is going international. <laughs> Mate, it's, it's, it's exciting. We'll have to, I look forward to the celebration. So, so in the next 
when's your next show, Tim? And what's COVID done to this next show that you've just got? And how's it all changed in the next little what what you're doing? How's that all changed? Well, we're bringing the same show back. We're bringing Greedy Cat back because we put so much effort into it. It seems silly. We were going to do Roll Dows the Twits in, in in the next school holidays. So we were. So we've we've moved the Twits aside and bringing Greedy Cat back. We we had um, a set being built. We had costumes being made. We had a show half rehearsed. Uh, we had a lot of marketing going on. We had people who had booked tickets. That's, and so there's a, just a groundswell for the show. So it just made sense to bring back the very show that had been um, jeopardized. Um, and ticket sales, are, we've got a, we, we've got 85% bookings on the school season already. We're at 10% for our public season, which is doing better than, you know, it's a really good selling show. Um, and we've got 1,200 children coming on our Gift to Seat program, which is where funders and audience members donate to Gift to Seat. And those tickets go to children from low decile schools from across Auckland, children from um, uh, Ko Takarao, which is, was Kelston Deep Education Centre for our NZ Sign Language Interpretive Performances, children from Blends, the Blind and Low Vision Education Network for our audio described performances and um, make a wish during the holidays. So, I mean, it's a phenomenal outcome considering where we were six months ago. Okay, Tim, you just opened a can of worms. I want you to tell me all about this gift of seat, how it works, what what works, and then just so you know, so that part of your brain can start thinking about the next question. The next question can be, how would I get, you know, all the business people I speak to, to, to do one, two, five seats, you know, because it's not actually to help you, Tim. I, I look at this as being something to help. Anything that puts art, music or culture in front of our youth has to be a bloody good thing. So tell us about Gift to Seat. Tell us how it all works. And, and just be, the next question is going to be, how, 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 do, how do we get people involved? Um, Gift to Seat is, is a remarkable program because theatre tickets are expensive and our audience are up to middle socioeconomic people they, they can afford to bring their families to to theater productions whereas gift to seat allows us to enable children who normally wouldn't be able to come at all to come and see a live show and a very very often it's their first experience of a fully professional um, theater production some of these children arrive at the theatre at the Farm House in Takapuna. We're touring now. We're, we're touring to Mangari Arts Centre with this one as well. So local schools will be coming to Mangari. But, um, you know, the children arrive at the theatre and they've, they've been on a bus trip and they've seen the Sky Tower for the very first time in their lives. They've been over the Harbour Bridge. Some of them have never been over the Harbour Bridge. And then they come to the theatre and they see their first theatre production and they are fizzing. They are the most wonderful audiences. Um, our, our actors love performing to them because they're, they're, they're just full of amazement at what they're watching. Um, and we don't know, we have, you know, qualitatively we can say that we know that our experience of our shows can fire their imaginations. Um, and that's what our world needs now, right now. We need children to fire their creativities because our world is in the future and now, right now, needs the next generation to creatively solve our problems and so theatre imagination creativity the arts are really really important for our, our generation um we need to problem solve solve many many crises in this world and so by 
inspiring a child's imagination at the theatre, it just starts unpacking the things that could be. Um, yeah, no, we, we think that it's incredibly important. I um, I have to agree. Uh, my my kids all learn music, and um, and I've, I've you know I play music to a to a reasonable you know I, I enjoy what I do, but I have to say you know if 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 you have to choose one thing that your child should do on the way through its learn art or a musical instrument, it's all the left brain right brain thing, and it's also about um, there's two or three things that you learn, and uh, this is a discussion Tim, so don't just agree because you think you should, um, but you know it's not only the left brain right brain, it's the whole mathematical thing as well. You know when you learn music, you learn that the music is a rhythmic structure, and rhythmic structures are divided into maths, and it's and you look at it and you go, and the, the, the your your brain when you when you're doing music you, you change, and it might sound simple, but you're changing from you know um, simple rhythms to compound rhythms and duplets and triplets, and and you know every every number in the world is divisible by one two or three you know even the prime numbers are divisible by one so you get to, you as you as you get better you actually your ability to um to work mathematically in music uh, my daughter's 10 and she's uh, a little bit of a proud dad's statement she's just done grade four theory now that might not sound much for a, for a 10 year old but believe me you know she's doing very well she sits there talking about the harmonics and i'm sitting there going holy crap batman you know it's fright but she thinks it through she's 10 and she'll sit there and work it and she's not a She's not a ditzy kid or anything. You know, she's just a kid. She dances and does this toctic thing that, the, that, you know, might be banned by the U.S. or whatever, you know, and she's... But so the first thing is, the second thing about arts and music is, I don't know what you think, but I think it socially just breaks down all the boundaries, breaks down all the barriers. You walk into a room to do art or do music, and it doesn't really matter if you're tall, short, fat, skinny, um, wear glasses, go to the school, you're all the same. No one cares. Just, you know, do you agree? Does that, does that how you see it, Tim? Or Absolutely. Well, I mean, in the end, you know, arts and music uh, tra transcends um, racial barriers, countries, um, all those barriers that, that we put in our way, in a sense. Um, and art teaches us about other people and about um, different stories and about um, ways to interact. Um, and I think it's, uh, it's so valuable. And in some ways you go, it, it, you know, creative thinking is in every industry. You know, we, until, until so, an engineer can actually think about a bridge and to solve a problem about how to put a bridge across a gully, well, it's mathematical, but it's also creative thinking. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. I, I, and and the last thing I'll leave on that before we get into you explaining how we get involved in Gift to Seed is, a, in my world, in my life, I've travelled all over the world. Um, you know, with uh, with music. Uh, my favourite story is I got a phone call from a very good friend of mine um, years ago now saying, "Oh, do you want to? Do you fancy doing a concert with us?" And I went, "Oh yeah, I'd, I'd love to." And he was talking about it. And he said, oh, there's a problem. You'd have to fly. And I went, oh, okay. He said, oh, and, and I had to go to Singapore and then Thailand uh, to do this concert. And you sort of hang the phone up and turn to the wife and go, ooh, uh, Murray's just been on the phone and he wants me to go and you know, play trumpet at a concert for, with him. She goes, oh, that'd be great, dear. I, it's next Saturday. And she goes, yeah, I'm going on Thursday. She goes, oh, is there a couple of nights rehearsal? Is it in Dunedin? Is it in Christchurch? No, dear, it's not. So we, I ended up, on a couple of occasions, I've been away to do... Um, you know, and it's just to play music all over the South, Southeast Asia. It's just great fun. And yeah, so gift to seat. How do you get there? How do you make it work, Tim? 
Well, we've got on our website, which is www.timbray.org, O-R-G.nz, because we're a registered charity. Uh, we've got a, a, a web, web page saying support us, and on there is a link to our gift to seat donation page. So if you'd like to support our children um, uh, that come along, we would love the support. So thank you. And each right. donation is tax deductible. Now, well, mate, the way the government's going, that'll, who knows? So, Tim, we've been through COVID. You're changing your model a little bit. There's going to be a little bit more online stuff. There's going to be a little bit more international stuff, filming stuff. So what's the next 12 months going to bring for Tim Bray Theatre? Again, quite significant changes. We've learnt, too, that where our business model was probably four shows a year, um, and the ticket income from the previous show would help fund the next one. What we're quite keen to do, especially in the next period, which is very uncertain, is that we will um, slow that process down and actually build the funds for the next show so that we know that we can get a show on without having to dip into reserves or overdraft or anything like that, um, so that we will apply for funding, we'll get donations in so that all the pre-production costs of the next show are in the bank and ready to go so that if something goes wrong, we're not having to, <laughs> that we're secure in a sense. Um, it's our 30th birthday next year. So Gail is working on building an endowment fund so that um, we can, uh, if, if things ever go wrong, we've got a, 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 a long, long, long-term um, fund of, um, in, in the bank in a sense that will grow and grow and grow long long um in the future when i'm not even here sort of thing so it helps our long-term you know sustainability tim you've been you've 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 t in the last three or four months you've you've been really positive been really driving forward in what you're doing what advice would you have for other business owners and by the way you are a business owner and, and doing well what advice would you have to other business owners who open the door and look at the and look at what's coming up coming down the street at them and go holy crap batman you know like you did on about the 27th 28th of march what advice would you give you know, about mindset or about getting out getting them you know what what advice would you give to a business owner who's looking at the same shit the stuff that you were looking at whoa um I, th I think because I've been doing this for quite a while, in the last 30 years, we've, we've been in the crap before. Uh, um, <laughs> and I suppose it's that. Um, so I think from, from previous times, you learn how to rely on yourself and how to rely on others and how to ask for help. And that's that we're not in this alone. People, even Kerry, even you were helping me out through that. Even we were doing weekly um, sessions together, and it was one of those things. You're so it's one of those things. We're all in this together. So actually, ask, and people want to help. Um, I, I was doing as we. It, there was a period where we didn't do children's theatre, and I was doing a one-man show, and it was a black comedy about funerals. And I, the night we opened was the night of the World Trade Center bombing. So. I don't know if you remember that period, but for a week in, all, in New Zealand, people didn't go out because they were frightened. So my show, a black comedy about funerals, didn't appeal at all and nobody came and I lost a lot of money. So that was one instance. Um, in 2008, my niece was one of the school children at uh, Elam School who got drowned at the Mangatopo River tragedy. So 
I was I was in huge grief as was my family for that for a long time and that year also coincided with the with the GFC we lost a lot of money that year we lost you know so much money um, so I've had to sort of support the theater company on a mortgage which is still there um, but all these things just teach you a little bit of resilience um, and um, but I think recently it's the, 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 the COVID lockdown, um, it, it was about trying to remain positive and also staying in touch with our audience, letting them know what was going on. We, our audience are our clients. So if you don't talk to them and don't let them know how things are, they don't know and may not then care. Um, it's, it's funny, Tim. I, 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 one of the things, the first thing you said actually is what resonates no one's here alone and i think that that's where most business owners really really at times need a good smack around the head um you know i run these these workshops and i get business owners in and halfway through i'll be talking to a client he'll go everybody's got the same bloody problems i've got i go yeah you're in business that's it's how it is you know you're a theater you're an arts you you've got different gifts but what happened to you was no different to the guy that sells flowers. The doors closed on the day. There's no client. So what are you going to do? And I think what you said is very true. No man, there's a silent saying, what is it? No man is an island. And I, I think, the, you know, one of the things I didn't, thank you for being a part of it, was we started doing Zoom sessions for, for people to come in and chat and all that. And some of the stuff we had is, is, is amazing, some of the sharing. And it's interesting. What I'm a great believer in the more you put out, the more you'll get back. And, um, you know, it's it's just one of those things. And so, yeah, it's it's interesting. Tim, we're, we're fast approaching the end of, end of our time, and, and I know you're busy, and, and um, now that very shortly you're going to be a star of, of stage and screen um, internationally. I, I can't wait for that, and I will give you a hard time about it forever. Tim, fi final question, very short question. If you had to do it again and you got the thing on the 27th, 28th of March, we're all over, Rover, it's closed, what would you do differently? I, I, I don't know. Looking back, I think we tried to do as best we could and we navigated our way as, as best we could and I can't imagine that we would do anything differently. Um, very hard to say, but um, I, th I think it was that communication i've got a trust board we had weekly trust meetings we were having zoom meetings with you kerry um with other people with our team we were all in this together so i think that was the main thing is that i can't, I can't see anything that we would could do differently um i was certainly going for daily walks every night just to get out of the house i think everybody was yeah, there was a um, lot of us walking around the streets tim yeah. but also too i was finding that my, my brain was literally frying prior to lockdown about trying to solve every possibility of what might happen and so i i i, I had learned meditation some years ago and because i just needed to quiet my brain twice a day i was doing meditation and that helped a lot just to just to calm the brain down, be quiet and just, you know, have that space in the day where you weren't constantly thinking about stuff and trying to solve everything. So I think that was a really good thing, getting out of the house, um, 
good walks and 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 just quiet time for the brain rest your brain it's it's it needs it tim uh, i've taken half an hour of your uh, valuable time and um, ladies and gentlemen i can only implore you to go and take your family take your children your grandchildren actually take yourselves and see a tim bray theater production um, not only are they um great shows and and well done but they're a great organization and my personal and professional compliments to tim for getting through uh, we had a couple of conversations really early on um around the first week of april when uh it, i imagine it felt a little bit like after a tsunami you know gone through you know but but not only has has Tim and, uh, got through it with his business through being positive, from communicating with his clients, his, his database, by really, really reaching out and being a part of it. But he's actually, in my opinion, built a, 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 not a better business, but a slightly different business. And now with much more opportunity and the enthusiasm, compassion, empathy that he's built this with will stand him in good stead. So, Tim, thank you so much for the 30 minutes. You're, you're a star. I look forward to seeing you again face-to-face -face very shortly and coming to the next show. Thank you very much, Mr. Tim Bray from Tim Bray Theatre. Thank you, Kerry. Awesome to talk with you. Appreciate it. If you took something away from this podcast or if you know someone that is on their business journey who will find this really valuable, be sure to share this wealth of knowledge with them. And don't forget to subscribe however you're listening to this. And if you're a business owner who needs a bit of oomph, join the Business Ensemble on Facebook and continue today's conversation.